If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Welcome to Candyland. My name is Keen. I got good teeth, a fat ass, and a can-do attitude. I'm James. <laughs> oh, welcome back. Happy New Year. Happy 2022. Happy Rue Year. Woo! That actually was last year's branding, so let's not get it twisted, people. <laughs> I mean, you started it strong with contracting COVID. I mean, <laughs> That's you, it. That you is really it. peaked early. I, I have peaked early. This is it. 2020 is a gift. You might notice my um, gorgeous dulcet tones in this episode being brought to you live Gravely from the Omicron yeah. variant of COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was supposed to be an Instagram live, but James didn't think you would have the chutzpah uh, do the Instagram live no, with COVID no. so we are here in pre-record now. Yeah, I'm going to be a much more muted individual this evening I have to say which we'll will be see. good for levels <laughs> yeah. I would have to compress the audio as much yeah. that's a joke that only audio editors will get um, yeah today we're going to be meeting the queens of season 14 14 queens of season 14 they presented us their Candyland themed runway promo looks and uh, gave us a bit of a bit of a chat, talking head, to see what we think, what, what we think of the cut of their jib. So yeah, we're going to predict who we think are going to be the final four. All the usual shite that we normally do. So let's let's get it. into us. Right, well, I've written mine down in alphabetical order because that's the way they came in the video. Um, I believe I also because that's the way that they came in the video. So that's good. Okay. Yeah, that is good. Super. So your first one is Angeria Paris Van Michaels, a.k.a. Angie. 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 Um, I got very... If you like... I know that like we don't like doing queen comparisons, but you know what? It's 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 easy for a guy with COVID, so I'm just gonna do it. It's like <laughs> Chichi Devane meets Heidi and Closet. That's the vibe I get off her, and I do think that she is going to have just as much of the fan favorite potential as both of those queens. Really enjoyed her. I think I like. 80% loved the look and 20% hated the fins stuck on the side of it. But I thought it was a gorgeous red and yellow with all the crystals and stuff. So overall, like, I natural spark to her. I really enjoy her. I loved the line, the Southern Belle from the ATL. I thought that was clever. I, yeah, you know, like, I like that. Branded her straight out the gate. Yeah. It's funny, like, we say this every time we do the Meet the Queens. When you're trying to gauge how well they're going to do, I end up just judging more on a sort of confidence and a and a sort of all-roundedness of them. Mm-hmm. So I really liked her, but I didn't think she'd go that far. I've got a different interpretation. You didn't like her and you think she's going to win. <laughs> no, exactly. No, I, I really did like her. I, I thought that she was funny. I thought Because another thing I was sort of thinking about, because it's this, like... In my like, if I think back about our previous Meet the Queens, things that kind of annoy me is when Queens like just sort of scattershot catchphrase and they're like a blunderbuss of like, I'm the bitch of the season, but I'm also a sweetheart and I never start fights, but a bunch I'm going to come for you. It's like this. And I'm out of the trade. Yeah, exactly. And I was like with her, I was like, no, she was giving me very consistent. I could see who she was. I understood what sort of a queen she was going to be. I liked the vibe she had. And, you know, I I just thought that she was... What's it? She talked about how she was speaking it into existence or something like that. I can't remember. I 
I, I, I thought that she came across as really confident and also really just natural in front of the cameras, which made me think that she's going to be someone who might not be too phased. So I could see her going quite far in the competition. See, I, I guess I just end up sitting in this in my like faux counselor's chair. I got a sort of bit of vague panic behind the eyes. That's why I was kind of like, I kind of got a bit of a, I didn't too well in the season, so I really need to impress in this talking head if I'm going to have any bit of a shot. That's the impression I get. But like, she seems pageanty. She's a mua. She has a great personality. I mean, I think she has everything to do well. Mm-hmm. It's it's just more of me being like, if you've done this after you've performed what like after you've already done the show. But I I think you I think you I think they record this on like the second day before anyone's gone home. Like I think they do the the walk in thing and who knows when they do it. They have to do they have to do it a certain anyway. <clears throat> Let's not get into the weeds and the production side of it, but it's, I don't know. I had thought that they recorded it sort of before the rest of the season was um, was was done. But we shall see. Time I and do, truth I, I think will Chrome tell all. After. As <laughs> the inevitable, indomitable Lauren Conrad once said. When you were talking about um, speaking something into existence, did you see that Boa got into some trouble online recently? Boa, bitch on arrival from Drag Race Canada season one? No, I did notice. I heard, I think I saw like a Bussy Queen video that I didn't watch pop up. Oh, well, on New Year's Eve, she said I might just uh, tweet RIP Betty White and see what happens. And then <gasps> several hours later, Betty White dies. OMG. BOA speaking the <laughs> DOA into existence. <laughs> <laughs> So better be careful what you tweet people. Um, so, you know, so she, she put up an Instagram story saying I might tweet that. That's what, And then, yeah. So Le- Lemon tweeted a funny like timeline of like, you know, of all those different steps. But yeah, it's quite funny. Uh, next up is 26-year-old Puerto Rican Alyssa Hunter. I think it's really exciting to have a Puerto Rican back in, in the sort of main franchise because we've only really got reoccurrences of them on All-Stars. And there was such a like great list of them really talented queens it was one every season and they kind of just all dropped off so I'm glad the tradition is back me too 100% I really liked her also like because the last couple of like Puerto Rican queens there was like where kind of like had Puerto Rican, her- Puerto Rican heritage but like were based in the in the, the, the US whereas Alyssa seems really kind of like of like kind of a, you're right a throwback to those queens from the, those earlier seasons what I think mm. is really important for her is that her like and you know her English seems really solid, which means hopefully she's not going to get that storyline that Puerto Rican queens often get of the like do 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 kind of like kind of misunderstandings and stuff. Like she seemed very confident. I like that she. Re- I you know the fact that she referred to herself as an artist when she is like the pretty girl kind of look made me like her more because I was like oh you're okay like the fact that she's only taking it seriously rather than playing dress up. I on that side on that side of things though fucking hated her look I thought it was horrible I don't know I kind of liked the sort of superhero element of it all oh like all that like horrible straps up her legs and the colours all over the place and the weird bit in the head and like that wire hanger sticking at the back with some hair tied onto it I didn't enjoy it I thought there was too much going on it didn't goop me it didn't gag me it didn't knock me off my chair but I was like yeah that looks polished it looks like well put together Look, look, it looks like well, somebody who was have would have a bit of budget. 
Well, in my current state, I'm having trouble relaxing my throat. So I was not gagging. (laughs) (laughs) I was gagging on the smell. (laughs) Oh, I can't even remember what Queen said. Raja. Well, Widow Widow and Raja. You're combining the two. Um, She seemed like a real all-rounder. She spoke about how her mum was a pageant queen. You know, she's talking about how she could really bring the drama. So I think this is somebody who could be entertaining on and off the runway in the main challenge in Untucked. Um, And again, I thought she sat there with a real sort of confidence um, that I think she could be top four material. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she goes far. Don't think she'll make it all the way to the top. Um... On the one note with her and a couple of the other ones, I do think that they would be better off the producers giving the queens the kind of like talking head questions a bit more ahead of time so they can think about them. Because mm. this question, like this recurring question of like, what's the strangest thing about you? That's something that you, given some time, could come up with a funny answer to. But in the moment, you're never going to come up with anything that's particularly kind of like, you know, funny or entertaining. Like her thing of like, oh, I eat a lot, but I never put on weight. You know, it was like, I, you know, because there was a couple of them that they asked that, that to and they were like, oh, I don't really know what the strangest thing about me is, you know, but mm-hmm. I haven't had time to come up with anything. So I did. I did think that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I see guess... her. I don't see her going to the top four, but I do see her going far in the competition. I guess they gave it to them in the moment because that will really sort the wheat from the chaff from the actual personality queen so we'll be able to give you a good answer straight away to the but this isn't a challenge this is this is like making a a shop window for the show this is where you want Mm -hmm. to have the people at their best give them the opportunity to present like this is what the season's going to be about give them like like so that because if this was a part of a challenge then fair enough you want to see how you can react in the moment but this isn't that this is where you know you're you're wanting to kind of actually put together like a promo that's going to attract people to come and watch. So if there's kind of a bit of humming and hawing, oh, I'm not really sure, then does that undermine your confidence that it's going to be a good season? I'm just saying. Mm, yeah, but Bringing back hashtags, like, just saying, for 2022. I get your point. But also, I think sometimes you can tell when it's like the Vogue 72 and a half questions, whatever they do. Like you can tell that they're so rote and like prepared that, I don't know, it just feels a bit inauthentic. Um, mm. But yeah, I get your I get your point, and I guess they do edit it the favorably for all of them. Yeah. But I I just kind of thought there should have been more questions. Like I do, like asking the same question to everybody is kind of good because you can compare and contrast. But also, you're just like the format of all fourteen of them was so similar that you're like, okay, now there's a little cutaway bit where it goes to black and white, and we see the clacker board, and then they're going to speak about what it means to be on season fourteen. Like every single one of them, same formula. So I, I, that bored me more so than. Yeah, that is true. That is true. So you're saying fire, but not top four. I'm saying top four. So we'll see for Alyssa Hunter. Next is the Irish kids television host Bosco, who has grown up to be a smug, conceited little bitch. (laughs) Okay, we're we're getting a thumbs down for Bosco. No, we're getting like a middling for him. I, I I wasn't. I found them kind of annoying. Um and oh, like overconfident, and I wasn't able, to, like I wasn't sure if that was masking insecurity or whether that was just that they were kind of, you know, actually that sort of full of themselves. Like there, there was a couple of funny things, like when when she said about how she drew her, um, she had the distinctive way of drawing her eyebrows so that she could tell herself, so that she could be told apart from other white twinks doing drag. I was like, that was a funny line. I liked, I liked that, mm. and I did. Pretty much, I liked the look she was wearing. I, I think that obviously it, it like the gown, like the sort of column gown and the red ribbons, mostly made for like 
standing up so she looked very uncomfortable when she was trying to like lean into that chair but yeah I also did use her quote at the beginning of the episode about having good tea the fat ass and a can do attitude so she had some funny lines but I found her sort of overconfidence a bit a bit frustrating there was a strange sort of slush narrative that was going on for a bit that didn't make much sense that, was, that seemed to go on for a lot of them as well yeah you know it's like this is the new thing that we can we can all like it's like look you know, being a slut's not that exciting for a gay person. It's basically all our we are. It's our personality. <laughs> it's our star sign. Um, yeah, I don't know. I got really excited just because she was from Seattle. And it's like, you know, the great pedigree of queens who've been on the show from Seattle. And we haven't had one since season eight. And I, I liked all three of them. Obviously, Robbie Turner was the least exciting for me, I guess. But I... Uh, I'm kind of just shoehorning her into that Ben and Jinx box and I'm excited to see what will come from it. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like as if she's a very different type of queen to the queens. Who, like, the other queens we've had from Seattle have all been quite similar. The, she seems like a very different queen. Um, Like, has a certain element of that campness and a certain element of that kind of, you know, alternativeness to her. Um, <coughs> But definitely wouldn't be... Like, I wouldn't see them in that, like, performer... performer lane that I would have Jinx and Taylor in and Robbie to a lesser extent yeah I mean we we didn't get to see their theatrical credentials in this talking head but Mm. that's not to say they're not there I would say that there was enough queens coming from the same locations as past contestants where they specifically referenced the past contestants that they are drawing comparisons to people if they are like within the vicinity to like try and build that. The fact that they didn't mention Jinx and Dale suggests to me that this queen has a very different flavor to them and that they didn't want to draw that parallel. Okay. Right, I guess we'll see. I think I think that Bosco will go fire though. I think that's a that's a name that we'll be speaking for several weeks more. I could I could definitely see that. Yeah. Next up, twenty five year old Missouri head Daya, Betty. First thing I thought was, oh, very like Crystal Method. I think Crystal Method is also from Missouri. And then, of course, Crystal Method's mentioned to be the drag mum slash sister. Apparently, first person to put her into drag was Crystal Method. So I would have thought that was mother. But and maybe it's just sister because, as she mentioned, Crystal Method does not like being called mother. Uh, a lot of confidence. You could even see the Crystal Methodisms in the lips. I, I hope for Daya that they are going in there with the confidence of the love the Crystal Method had, which I don't think Crystal Method knew they were supported that much the whole way through. And I think they could do really well. I don't. I think that they'll be one of the first dates. Um, I thought that the look was a bit all over the place. The kind mm. of patchwork superhero bit with the ribbons and then the bit of kilt and the like shoes that were really ugly. Um and the the wig kind of just like bunched on top with the ball like there was too many different ideas that all need to be picked apart it did look sort of like it was very much like it felt sort of very much like oh i'm gonna do drag like crystal method i don't know i i like didn't take like i think that they seemed very like they seemed like a lovely person i thought that this was a person where i saw panic behind their eyes and okay. i could tell that they probably like i don't know i i don't know I, I think that I would not see them going very far. I had very limited, with the exception of their connection to Crystal Method, I had very limited sort of um, interest in them. That's funny because I saw them at ease. Now, I did really dislike the hair, the like, the, the quaffed 
yeah. mohawk with the shaved sides. Didn't really like it. But I don't know. I just got funny, confident, and uh, like out of the box thinking. So I was like, that could do really well. So I thought I don't think we've agreed ideas. on any of these. No, yet. I don't think we. I don't think we have. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see when 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 we get to our like who our top three and our first who our first outs are like what we're actually going to who we're going to end up with. Mm. Uh, I think that once you get later on the list, we'll agree on a couple of people, both negatively and positively. Um, <laughs> but negative yeah, Deja's guy. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited for Deja Betty. And like you say, yeah, Deja's guy is next. What do you think of her? Loved her. Loved that puffy yellow dress. Thought she was gorgeous. The real all rounder. Like big personality the, the like yeah i i just really enjoyed her i thought she was funny i like enjoyed the bit where she was like stuttering in the video and she was able to like turn that around into kind of something that felt like she was like she was very funny i don't i really liked her and i just loved the look i thought it was just so so fun and she made yeah, it herself re- which means i'll be excited for her in design challenges yeah she seems like a real like top class seamstress I thought she had a really natural charisma. I got quite a bit of Rock M Soccer off that, mm-hmm. just that instant charisma bomb. But although I like her, I'm not sure she's going to do well because when she was asked, she just was like, well, I'm just here to have fun. And that to me is like Red Flag Central <laughs> of an early out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just here for the experience. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those two days I was on set. So I'm worried... It's not because I don't like her, it's because I don't think she's good. I just think based on her attitude and the Meet the Greens, she seemed a bit cautious. Because maybe, like obviously she's a good seamstress and there's a lot of design challenges, but maybe she... But it's hard to see what she would struggle at, to be honest, but... Hair, apparently. <laughs> Hair. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she, maybe she's just somebody who's prone to getting in their head. But yeah, she seems to be like the to- the TP. I would, see, I would, I see her as a as a real all rounder. That that's that's what I've literally that is what I've written here in my notes. All rounder. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's just the the answer to some of the questions is what's made me put her mm. as, a, as a reasonably early out. So we'll see. Jasmine Kennedy was here. I watched Bussy Queens. Um, video on them and they seemed pretty impressed by her i thought she was filled with nervous laughter i kind of thought she was kind of painting herself like aquaria to a certain extent like oh yeah she says she can dance she can act and she can sew but she did not fill me with confidence that she knew what she was going to do now we did see in the in the sort of the runway walk yeah. with the arcades she gave us like flips and splits and stuff so maybe she could be somebody who's like a three-time lip syncer before she goes out but I don't have high hopes. Uh, no, I like. I definitely saw the Aquaria comparison a hundred percent. I thought that she was beautiful. Um, the back flipping bimbo thing. So I thought that in the in the video where she was speaking, the outfit, the dress that she was wearing was gorgeous with like the sort of gold grommets and like mm. the the brown real leather Grecian. and the pink and the real Grecian bit. But then in the like actual photograph, it, it sort of with the stuff on the bottom, it all looked like I don't know. If that like had just been consistent fabric going right around, I think I don't. Know, it was all just a bit sort of curtainy or something. Um, I liked her. I wouldn't like I I I didn't love her, <laughs> um, but I I kind of yeah. I think that she could be that sort of young ingenue who comes in there and surprises it all by like being like Aquaria and Gigi Good and being just like super well rounded. The way she like went out of her way to point out how 
she could like I can do a ballad I can do like I'm not all just I might have been like talking about my dancing if I can do that like she's obviously confident enough in her, her performing style but she is very young and also she got that chatty catty um kind of like multiple fades in and out of, of interview bit mm. that made me think yeah. oh they're kind of setting her up a little bit yeah I want a bit of a miss fame how's your head moment going on it's funny how I was like 22 she's so young she's definitely in her head and then we move on to the next queen Georgia who's 21 I was like oh she's so confident she's not in her head at all oh my so. god we are really not agreeing on anything <laughs> now look I did I thought she did come across awkward but like there was a bit of a <laughs> but like I didn't think she felt insecure uh, I thought she just felt a bit like I, I would have said that she felt like she was in over her head. I got the impression of someone who maybe was a bit kind of like a rabbit in the headlights off her. Like, I mm. literally like I found her video a bit flat. I, yeah, I had her very much in my, my first to go thing. I also didn't really love to be honest with you. I'm going to I'm going to just I'm going to say this. I don't think I loved whatever the theme was for this particular thing. Candyland? But like I, di- like, I didn't get that even from any, because some of the colour yeah. choices were weird. I I didn't really enjoy the overall theme that the girls yeah. had to work with for putting together the look. So a lot of the looks I didn't really love. Um, and, I, and hers was one of them, that kind of like Vegas showgirl, Moulin Rouge sort of... Uh, I, I didn't like it Hers was one of my least favourite looks yeah. as well Especially like the nets on the arms Strange Yeah yeah um, But no I Like I just wasn't Mad into her To be honest with you I I, find I don't know her... if I was mad into her either Like I felt The difference between Jasmine Kennedy and her was I felt she had a lot of confidence But not a lot of experience I felt that's kind of where she was in over her head But she seemed to be really like unflappable and she had fun references and she seems maybe it want to bring the drama so I actually think she'll go reasonably far but in a sort of River Medway kind of way <laughs> good for, for poor old River poor old River <laughs> no I'm saying that in a good like she'll go reasonably far but like in an unvarnished <laughs> way you know just true natural yes. charm yeah 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 unbridled just charm and charisma will carry her somewhere. whereas I could see Jasmine sort of like being a, a ticking anxiety bomb over the first few episodes, then going home. Yeah. Okay. Honestly, who do I fucking think I am? Sigmund Freud? But anyway, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Critiquing these people. And, and like, notoriously, we're always wrong. Uh, I'll definitely pick somebody in my first four who'll go home in the first two episodes. So, and I, we'll, we'll see. Well, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm excited to get to that point so that we can sort of see who, <laughs> who, 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 how wrong we are, as we always are, indeed. Uh, June Jambalaya, are you a. Uh, Fan? So I okay. They, I'm gonna qualify this by saying I actually think that like she is super confident. I really like the look, and I couldn't decide. I was I I fell so like totally down the middle between whether she was going to be a queen who totally faded into the background in a sugarcane kind of way, or like a silent killer in that kind of like Asia O'Hara Crystal Method way. Because I just couldn't get a read on, like, seems very confident, very competent, kind of, you know, like, focused, galvanised, but I didn't, I wasn't able to read much of of her. So I'm like, I either is going to be someone who just completely vanishes into the background, or until, like, literally, like, top six or top eight, maybe, and then you're like, oh, that person's still here. 
and then just as you realise mm. you're still there they go home or someone who'll make it all the way to the top like and anyway that's my read on it yeah I mean that's fair like I, I've written the least about her than anybody um, it came across very timid and quiet but like that incredibly confident kind of like I don't even need to play your stupid game of catch breaking catchphrases because I'm here to do my own thing and I'm going to do well so yeah it was it was definitely a different tactic in the video and I don't know whether that was by choice or not like I think I remember for season 12 Aiden Zane definitely stood out in the talking heads just because they get, gave us a really sort of straight up like you know I'm being interviewed for a true crime podcast sort of style yeah. delivery <laughs> that June Jambalaya has given us but then if you look at the I don't know what's going to call it the reveal walk like the one with, with the with the arcade machines and she gave us like June dangling off her fingers and stuff so I think she does have a real big personality in there see I that's that one because I, I loved her um I loved her 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 look and this one with the kind of the two-tone stuff and the kind of mm. rhubarb and custard colors but I felt that there was lots of, like there was an awful lot going on in that runway walk because it was like you had the like gingham-y dress yoke and then the June hanging from the fingernails and then this cape and this like bodysuit that seemed like it didn't really fit so I was kind of like I like I just was looking at, at, at that outfit and going like there's where she had come across particularly because she talked about like being a visual merchandiser I kind of assumed oh she's going to have a really precise and like her look even in the thing give me an idea of though this is someone who's going to have a very precise and like understand the way they want to be perceived um mm. Whereas that look for the that runway walk bit, I was kind of like, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah. Her, because her standout ability was clearly lacking in the video in terms of like in a big crowd of 14, will she stand out? I don't think she's going to make it to the top four, but I definitely think she'll make it past Snatch Game. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Kerry Colby is up next and she gave me really like rich woman confidence. Yes. Also important to mention, as there is a subject we'll be getting into later on in the conversation, that this is the first of two trans women taking part in the competition. So the first ever trans woman to be cast on a, well, the first of two trans women. And, and like transitions trans women. Yeah, well, so sort of like status, but sort of, you know, yeah, post, yeah yeah, 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 kind of like post revealing their the transition to be cast on, on Drag Race. So that is a, that is a, like a, a massive um, step forward for the franchise, mm-hmm. particularly after Gottmik last year. It's great to see that. Um, I really liked her. I loved her kind of like weird burn book pins, kind of pink outfit thought she was gorgeous had a hell of a lot of confidence and obviously comes from like a a very strong drag heritage the cold absolutely and the the beat was fantastic like she looked so glamorous and yeah there was she couldn't put anything you could like couldn't falter anything like she immediately gave me dahlia sin which i guess is 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 a read but it's not intended to be just more that sort of like glamorous Rita Ori kind of you know power dance queen wow you like really hate you really hate this queen <laughs> it's Dally Dally Sin Sin Rita Ora. Rita Ora. <laughs> but Dally Sin reminds you of Rita Ora but no, Rita Ora is just like just ha- just like drips wealth regardless of whether she's likeable or not Kerry That's manages true. to have have like the wealth and confidence of Rita Ora with still the personality of Adele so it's fine I I really enjoyed 
the fact that when she was asked about being on, she was like, oh my God, to be on the same show as RuPaul, the icon, the legend, I never would have worn blonde hair if it hadn't been for Ru. I was like, there, that's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. that's, <laughs> that's Ru's lasting legacy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard, like, what else can you say? Like, this is somebody who's laser focused on the finale and like, I think it's going to get there. Bianca Del Rio. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, it's actually her and Cornbread coming up next who are my two absolutely like boxes ticked for the top four that's it okay yeah I loved Cornbread as well like again absolutely fantastic personality uh, she, I love when she was talking about how she never does a song over three and a half minutes and she just gets the uber lined up and everything yeah yeah like fantastic hard not to compare to Silky Nut Megan Ash in a way but kind of has managed to shed the messiness ar- arrogance that kind of came across with silky sometimes mm. um really goofy but also not afraid to be vulnerable another la queen i love her however despite that i love her i just don't see her in the top four for some reason mm. I, I i see her in the top four absolutely i i loved her and i have to specifically call out her like the the arcade runway thing that looked like she was one of those girls walking out on deal or no deal with the little suitcase like I, mm. I, I like I thought she was so funny and so natural I loved like the massive long nails and how expressive she was with them like I just felt like she has like all of the charisma very contained feels like she's funny able to perform I, I would be absolutely shocked if if she isn't like seriously not just in the top four but like a serious contender for for winning well i just had her down not in the top four just based on the usual biases that the show has against bigger girls and the i mean the challenges like there'll be dancing challenges i don't know how good of a seamstress she is she doesn't seem to mention it uh but like in terms of the personality there's no reason why she and and how much i like her there's no reason why she can't be top four yeah Uh, I did like that she said she you know the first big girl to win but she doesn't want to win just because she is a big girl I mean I think that was I think that means you know she she's very intelligent I think she's going to be bringing us some some words to digest exactly I think she will she does she feels as well you're exactly like that a queen who's going to give us some very thoughtful mirror moments as well as being able to bring us some like fun workroom kind of silliness so i'm i'm excited i think it's important that she's already shown us both the goofy and the vulnerable side in a talking head already which i think will work really well for her yeah uh next is the joint eldest queen with deja sky is lady camden i'm not gonna even bother remembering this name (laughs) i mean my question to you was would she stand out in Drag Race UK? No, she wouldn't even no. get cast in Drag Race UK. No, she wouldn't. <laughs> so the only thing that gives me a glimmer of hope is that she's a trained ballerina. Or is it a ballerino for a boy? I don't know. But yeah, I thought timid, lacked or confidence. Or just a ballet dancer. Why gender it, Keen? Why gender it? <laughs> it's Italian, I guess. <laughs> but yes, a ballet dancer. <clears throat> um, yeah. I um meh boring British <laughs> grit question mark full circle they're the notes I wrote for her <laughs> what was it that didn't appeal to you what was it that didn't appeal to me was like the the personality was very 
put on, like sort of over the top. And there was just a real sense of someone who was trying to be what the person in front of them wanted them to be. So if you put them like, especially putting them next to someone like Cornbread, you know, or like Angie in the first thing is someone who's like very much, this is just me. This is who I am. It's going to roll out of me. Lady Camden came across as being very sort of smug, full of themselves, but also incredibly anxious about like, being like presenting the right thing so that's what i felt i i just didn't warm to her at all and i felt like a lot of what she was saying was just about how great she was how like oh i came from london and i'm I, i'm like you know and i'm, I'm so gritty because i'm because i'm because i'm an english queen and now i'm here and i'm an la queen and i'm one of the best and, and it it just was all a bit like oh stop mm, yeah the reason i know i didn't warm to her is because i got quite excited when i heard cause i don't know how I, I like i'd seen the names of the queens but i didn't know she yeah. was actually from the uk so I got excited because I was like, oh, we didn't, we had only American Queens last year. I, I really like Nikki Doll. I kind of like, and I loved when Ch- Charlie Hyde was in it. It's just, give us another flavor when you have another country in there. And I know we're seeing drag race from all over the world at the moment, but I kind of like when there's a, just a mixture of cultures going on in the show. So I, I was like, oh, this would be really cool. And even by the end of the segment, I was like, God, I'm not that interested. And she's the only one that I skipped the full thing. So I just... <laughs> She had all the hallmarks of somebody who I don't think is going to go very far. Not only did I feel she lacked confidence and she didn't keep me entertained, I also don't think she she gave me the sort of panic behind the eyes, the sort of, right, I really have to make a good impression now, what should I say? And it's just so strange that, like, she's one of the eldest. Maybe she's been doing drag not as long as the others, but it just, it just didn't hit. No, no, it didn't hit. It did not hit. It didn't hit, no. Next something that did hit well hit hit the certainly tabloids hit, certainly hit the headlines <laughs> maddie morphoses sitting there away first. looking like pink angina in all his cisgendered man-spreaded heterosexual finery um no like okay i'm gonna separate the the the, the art from the artist for a moment here and i'm gonna say that as a drag queen I looked. I loved the look. I thought it was really fun and interesting. Um, they seem to have confidence. They have like that kind of that self assuredness that straight men get to have. Um, now, in terms of like this whole controversy about like a straight man being on Drag Race, I think that initially my reaction was kind of like, "Oh, mm, this is terrible." Coming into our safe spaces, but then I, I don't know. I watched. So there's a there's a drag queen called Helvetica who did a great video talking about this, and it was really interesting because I suppose it like their experience sort of mapped my own where kind of I had this reaction of like this should this shouldn't be allowed this is a space for queer people straight and then kind of like when I questioned and dug a bit deeper into why I thought that I was like oh it does feel like an assault on a safe space but when I step back and look at it actually the reality is that you know drag is for anyone there were there were straight drag performers that, that have existed we would be celebrate we we would be celebrating this if it was a straight woman coming into the show so why not a straight man I, and as well as that sort of one of the things that Helvetica mentioned in their video about this was that sort of the queer identity is a sort of a privilege you get from pat or straightness is a is a privilege that comes around with passing so me and i would say you kin in general walking down the road wherever we are walking would probably get a certain amount of that straight privilege because we don't look carry ourselves in a particularly so but this is a sort of a relatively twinkish looking sort of campy ish 
guy living in backwoods of the US who when they are like in Arkansas, Arkansas. or something yeah. who when they are sort of out in town when they are performing in drag it's not like a bigot is going to see them and ask oh are you gay and they're going to say no I'm straight and then they're going to go oh well about your business sir so mm. I don't know like I'm reserving judgment a little bit. I'm not annoyed about them being cast. I was a little bit like raised eyebrow when they were like, oh, hopefully this inspires other straight men to to apply. Um, because I certainly don't want like this to be kind of something that gets fully taken away and sort of, you know, the queerness washed out of it. But I'm okay. Is that that's my 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 thesis on the subject? What about you? <laughs> well, first of all, I thought it was really interesting seeing them there, like even the way they sat. And you get it a tiny bit with Orion story later on, but it was like it was proper like lad at the pub on a, on a bench, just like legs apart. Yeah, you know, like it really was. It just, it just was so funny, and even the way they were talking, I was like, God, this guy is so straight. Like you know, he's not even <laughs> about it. He's just like this straight nerdy, like nice guy. It seems. I thought that was really funny. I could tell, like you know, they they seemed really well versed on the culture. That they was something really I noticed well, as well. Yeah, you know, and they said I'm the first cisgendered straight person on the show, which means, of course, like someone like Kylie Sonic Love is um, heterosexual because they. Well, I was I, they fancy men and they're a woman, so like they're 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 technically straight, but they're just trans. So you know, the, he's actually the first cisgender person, which I think is a distinction that not lots of the publications yeah. didn't make. So I'm here for it. I think it's interesting. I think it it's it's like a conversation we had about straight people in gay bars. I think once you're there and you're not taking over the space, I think it's perfectly fine. I think, unfortunately, because the world we live in, it will give a validity to certain people that there's also straight men doing it if, for people who have sort of a residual homophobia. Um, so I have no problem with them being there. I loved their reveal look. The Although with the, like, the everlasting gobstopper ball thing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the sort of... Um, I just think of Ashniko like with that sort of headset, like that is kind of like anime sort of big sort of headpiece or there's some like doll that's like it as well. Mm. Um, so I'm just really excited to see what sort of character they're going to be in the show. I'm really excited to see how they're going to interact with the other queens, and I'm really excited in their point of view. Yeah, that's the one thing I suppose. Like, like I mean, going into this competition as a as a as a cisgendered straight guy, perhaps one of the disadvantages that they may have is not actually understanding how to present themselves in that like feminine way that like it's sort of mm. almost like wanted or desired in terms of like how drag race specifically wants its drag presented um because you you hear stories in the the workroom every year about all of the queens like oh my mother and I walked in her heels and like that tends to be a very recurring story this kind of mm. like this like association or fan, like fascination with like femininity as like a source of power or a source of beauty that he as a straight guy who got into drag over the last number of years so he may be at a disadvantage for that however i'm i'm excited to see what it is he brings to the competition um i wouldn't like necessarily be a huge fan of like this being kind of like okay and next year there's two straight men and then there's three straight men and then before you know it it's an all straight season because yeah, i do think it's important happen. it's not gonna but happen if they have a not. token straight every year i have no problem with it and they can you know even if it's you know uh, even better if it's a woman so i, I don't really mind the other that. thing that i would be annoyed about is if 
this one straight guy being on the show now suddenly validates the entirety in the eyes of straight men and suddenly straight men because of this one person coming into it seems like oh this is a thing that now is accepted when like it's got this history and heritage and it goes much further than just but that could re- that could very much happen but uh, b- uh, and yeah that would be annoying but the upside of it is it will mean more money into the pocket of drag queens, which are predominantly a queer. That is true. Audience. That is true. Let's let's say that we hope Maddie does well. I feel I as as a queen in the competition, I don't think they'll be an early out. I don't think they're getting to the top four. I would see them sort of somewhere in the middle of the competition. Uh, I think they'll probably be gone before Snatch Game. To be honest, I mean, I don't know how versatile they're going to be. Like, um, but I'm really interested in them. Like, I, I, like one of the challenges based on the rumors on Reddit is the Night of a Thousand Jennifer Lopez's, and I'm just love to know how Maddie is going to approach that. Like, are they a Jennifer Lopez fan? Are they just going to be like, God, what's going up with Jennifer Lopez? Like, just stuff like that. I'm really interested to be like, yeah. cool, you're you're delving into this world, but how? How far back does your love of stuff like gay men happen to also love? Go? Yeah, yeah. How how deep it, how deep is your love? As take that <laughs> might say, was that take that? Uh, BGS, the BGS, and then, yeah, and then and then subsequently take that. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, like because there you know there we just thought my knowledge doesn't go back that far as far as yours <laughs> goes. So. <laughs> Uh, right, that's many Morphoses. Next up is Orion Story, who really threw me around the houses. Like straight up, I saw like Jenna Marbles meets Amanda Bynes. Then I got a very sort of stoner nerd chic chick, um, very confident, sat like a boy again. Like as I would sit, like with one one leg crossed over the other, like with the sort of triangle with mm. the knee. Um, Reference to an Excel spreadsheet, the inner nerd in me loved that. I got a sort of like really sort of lovable, goofy, aloof character like Willem. And for that reason, I think they could do really, really well. I got a kind of like a hippy dippy sort of vibe off them. Kind of <coughs> like even like kind of that Scarlet Ed- or like, you know, first season yeah, Scarlet, Scarlet Envy, Envy with yeah. the um, with, with very little makeup on. I wasn't like bearing in mind both Orion's story and and Willow Pill who comes up next. Like both of them are suffering from a certain amount of like vignette fatigue. Um, mm-hmm. So by the time I got to this, I was really like, okay, right, let's get to the end of it. I didn't love Orion's story. Um, I didn't really like the dress. I thought it was like a weird sort of puffer fabric that was whatever kind of. I don't know, the color was a bit odd. I didn't like the one glove. Eh. Anyway very 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 low energy and i didn't really understand some of the jokes like i heard that thing about the excel spreadsheet and i was like what you have an excel spreadsheet of all the nails you ever wore is that what that's what i said like originally but i actually think it was an excel spreadsheet of all the weird things about her oh but it, it was poorly delivered but i did i love i and i was like once i understood the joke i was like i'm actually going to forget how you actually mentioned it. i'm just going to stick with somebody because i used to keep an excel spreadsheet of all the books i read so i just love somebody taking that to the nth degree and like logging guys i've lost a nail type type type, 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 type you know <laughs> color finger it's missing from date it went missing location like i love that as a concept so i just sat with i, I just you know lived in a fantasy where that actually was the real joke um but i don't know i just think a different a different character to the palette that we normally get very different like me. very like set, like actually both of the last two are very different to the queens that we have had even <clears throat> in this season they both seem very sort of like 
in their own lanes. Um, Orion Story, I wasn't particularly excited for it based on their video. Um, Which they were high, right? That's just got. I think so. Yeah, I would. I would. I would. I would assume that that was certainly the certainly the case. Um, When we get on to to Willow Pill, again, sort of very strange energy. Was not surprised to see that they had been, you know, a link to Evie. Oddly, they gave a bit of that kind of vibe off them. Also, with the look, it was kind of like Aiden Zane-ish, kind of like almost, you know, like there was something kind of. Like Dragula ish about them even. Yeah, I got a hose of Teratoma. Maybe it was just the sick narrative, but like that's kinda who I got. Yeah, so I, I I really liked them. Like I loved their like blue sort of raspberry, blue and yellow raspberry dress. I thought it was really fun with the big huge hat. There was lots about them I really liked, but I kind of was like, I think I'm gonna need to see more of your personality. You've you've intrigued me, but I'm gonna need to see more before I'm like bought sold entirely. I found them the most difficult to work out personally i just was like god you could really go anyway like they're bigging you up with the legacy of evie but then we've seen drag daughters go tumbling out of the competition really quickly yeah that is true like it like could go kahana montrese for example or dahlia is my first touch so. well i guess yeah. Azure also so, didn't go super far in the competition but yeah so yeah i could really see them going out as any I loved her um arcade walk outfit with the jumper with the big like I actually like I would like I would well I wouldn't personally wear it but I would like to know where it was sold so I could look at it and think about buying it (laughs) what a compliment (laughs) I'd love to go see that on the rack (laughs) (laughs) Um, and the um and I I did I like the weird sort of googly hat thing or the spinning Mm. hat thing yeah, I, I get I did this one. It was like the most just kind of like reserved judgment until I see them yeah, on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, yeah, do you want to give me your final four there? So the top four for me are Cornbread, Carrie Colby, Angie and Deja Sky. Oh, wow. We have one in common. Okay. Carrie, Carrie Colby. Mm-hmm. Bosco. Mm-hmm. Alyssa Hunter, mm-hmm. Orion Story. Why? I I I don't know if you picked your your bottom four. I did also pick my bottom four. Yeah, no, I did because I have Angie and Deja Sky in my bottom four, bottom my bottom five. I have Maddie, Lady Camden, Jasmine Kennedy, Deja Sky, Angie. Yeah, there's five. Yeah. So, well, I have my bottom four are Orion Story, Lady Camden, Gorge Georges, and Diabetti. Okay, I, I mean for completion, I should probably just do like the middle ground. I had them like five pre-snatch game, five post-snatch game was kind of how I did it. So my middle of the pack were then Diabetti, June Jambalaya, Georges, Cornbread, and Willow Pill. Okay, I think well if I was I was going to move anyone up to the bottom, I think Maddie would probably be in that 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 bot that that sort of mm-hmm. out in the first five. Then Bosco, Dia. Uh, June, Alyssa, Jasmine, and Willow are in that next bit. So, you know. Okay. So, actually, overall, not too different. Just the top four seems quite different. Yeah, the top four and the bottom <clears> four, because we're basically kicking. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing Angie going all the way. And Deja. Is the only person in both of our bottom two, Lady Camden? So, the only one in all of our bottom, are in, in our bottom ones is Lady Camden, and the only one in our same one in our top four is Carrie Colby. Oh, where'd you put Jasmine Kennedy? Uh, in the, like, Mid in the middle, middle in the middle, middle bit. bit. 
<clears throat> so let's see let's see how it all turns out some some snippets of the season like i we like we've said before i do venture into reddit for spoilers but i did it back in october i think because once i don't know who any of the queens are all their names just wash over me so i actually have no reflection of who of who does well at this point um so yeah we get we're getting jennifer lopez as a guest judge and the runway is the night of a thousand jennifer lopez's which will be exciting um i think it's lizzo and alicia keys we're thinking are the first uh, yeah two well alicia keys definitely um <clears throat> lizzo as well could be i mean a couple of other exciting well no there's like two the- other guest judges that i saw that i was sort of like oh uh, i do love taraji p henson and oh, yeah. and and Ava Max as well, and then T S Madison has been funny the last couple of times they've been on, so I'll be I'll be excited to. Although is T S Madison back in as that kind of recurring judge role like they were last time? I think that was just due to COVID. I am sorry that we're not going to get more Nicole Byer though, because I did think that mm. she was excellent on the panel last last year. Yeah, so I'm just looking at episode one. Superstar singer Lizzo guest judges. So they're going to do a talent show in the first two episodes. It's going to be a split two episodes. So half the cast will do a talent show. One person will go home. Half the cast will do a talent show. And one will go home. So it's not going to be like season 13 where no one goes home until episode five. That was... That was that was too much. That was that was far, far, far too much. You may have seen as well, like when people tweet hashtag drag race on Twitter and you may have seen some of the promo, there's a lot of a chocolate bar narrative going on. Yes. Um, so the twist with that seems to be, if Reddit is anything to go by, that each of the queens gets to pick a chocolate bar at the start of the show. And when they get eliminated, they open it up and if they have a golden ticket, they're saved and they don't go home. Oh, okay. So... So one of them has a second chance. So how how riggable is is this by the producers? Extremely, probably quite riggable. Yeah. But alas, that's 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 the twist. So at least it's not going to be like, don't go. There's a game within a game. But hopefully they they tell us upfront about this golden ticket malark, and it's not just like, all right, Lady Camden, time for you to open your chocolate bar, and she opens it, it's just chocolate. And she's like, I don't know what this means, and then it's like. <laughs> No, I feel like as if that I'm assuming that they get their chocolate bars in the episodes that they all get reunited as a group of 12 queens. So then we'll have had. So Lady Camden won't get Exactly, Lady Camden won't get an opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. but yes, anyway. The, but yes, I do think that like that, that like once they get reunited as a big group, then they'll all pick one, and then it'll be that kind of like after you're being eliminated, they'll be. But it'll be interesting though because here's the rig the rigamorous part of the whole thing, is mm. that they're like, what if the the eventual winner of the competition gets it and they never lip sync or they never get like sent home. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, then, yeah. like how how have they worked that into their structure? So I do feel like as if producers will be just like get the golden ticket, chocolate bar, cornbread. Accidentally went home. Like yeah, they could rig it one of two ways. One is like they just give it to somebody that they want to make sure goes far, or probably like what you're saying there is who has it. Oh yeah, cornbread got it. Let's do it. Eliminate it when she's it isn't justified. Just so she goes and she opens up the ticket and everyone is relieved. To go, thank God, cornbread is saved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, but yes, I think that's a kind of a, it's a, it's a fun um, thing. I do yeah. find like I'm assuming that RuPaul chocolate is disgusting and cheap tasting though. And I kind of think well, Americans can't do chocolate because of the heat, right? Like that's why Hershey's awful is because it has to like not. Melt but that's exactly what I was thinking. So like, like honestly, I just part because part of me is I currently am obsessed with Tony's chocolate only. It is the most delicious chocolate on the planet, oh, yeah. and I kind of am like that's what those big RuPaul bars look like, and I'm like it's not going to taste like that. It's going to be horrible. Well, while we're talking about chocolate bars that we love, I love the M&M bars. Have you got them? Oh, you know, you should check the calorie content. I am all, like, you know me, Mr. You know, body positivity, whatever, you know. But I accidentally looked at the calories in one time and it literally was just horrifying. Yeah, I mean, it was what I was having before Christmas. But I just have a square here and a square there. Oh, see, I ate the whole thing in one sitting. And then I was like, oh my God, that's like 4,000 calories. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but are you excited for the season? How, like some people, when you ask questions, people are saying they're fatigued. Like, yes. are you are you geared? So up? I think this is. So I actually am. I am. I'm g'd up and ready to roll. Having watched this this thing, there is certainly several queens in there where I'm excited to see what they do. I do think it's a pity that it's not going to be on Netflix. I think that that is going mm-hmm. to lose them, like. Yeah, a massive part of the the, the I think that'll lose them because one or two of the people who replied to us said that actually they don't plan to watch this because they don't want to have to pay for another subscription service so we'll see whether that impacts the way people watch it or even like the sort of chatter about it here um, and some people have been talking as well about that famous RuPaul uh, fatigue that's been um, mm-hmm. that's been knocking around for the last year or so but yeah I'm excited for it and I think it'll, I think yeah. it'll be a good season <clears throat> It, it seems like a it seems like a well balanced cast. It seems like we've got lots of people with lots of confidence. There's no one, even the people who I'm like, definitely you're gonna like, you're going soon, you're going early. Like no one seems like really obviously sort of like a dud. Yeah, like except Lady Camden. Um, like I kind of feel they've they've it, it's interesting casting because I kind of feel like what they've done is it's kind of like an All Stars seasons sisters in a way. It's like who do we like? Well, we like Evie Audley. Let's get her drag daughter. Oh well, we love Crystal Method. Let's get her drag daughter. You know, we haven't had someone from Seattle in a while. Let's get them. Let's get a Puerto Rican. Get let's get somebody from England. It's like I feel like the inspiration behind the casting is based on other queens that they know we like. So yeah. it's like it's like the classic you know YouTube recommendation. If you like this, then you'll like this. I'm kind of get is the gist not to go with it but like I'm not against that I think it should be interesting I would agree and I think I think season 13 I'm glad they've learned from season 13 and they're not giving us five episodes and no one, go, no one goes home yeah I, think. I agree with that I mean, the production is so good but they, they they were dragging it out so it's going to be more it's going to be concise um, and I'm yeah the, the format needs to keep changing I think for it to feel fresh so no that's true and I, I think, think that they, they discovered from season 12 that this like double opening works and I think people do like it but I think that the no one going home for a really long time like gets frustrating because you do want that like forward movement within the series and if, if you want like story arcs to continue you need to be able to like you need less people there to start getting to know queens in a, in a, mm. in a real way but yeah I am excited for it I, I will be um I will be not resentful about having to get up and watch it on Saturday morning. And especially because I'm isolating, I've got nothing else to do, so Right, well that's it. That's our opinion on those fourteen new 
queens let us know your thoughts you can head over to sissy.pod on instagram do you have the same favorites as us do you think lady cameron's gonna win the whole thing maybe she is this is it yeah lady camden is gonna storm it let us know that that's what you think <laughs> and there'll be eggs benedict on our face yeah. for <laughs> Um, if you want to have a say on your favourite bits of Drag Race from 2021, we have a poll up in a bio on Instagram. It's going to be up until Sunday. Get in there. The 9th. So get and in yeah, the just, sissies. The sissies are coming. It's the, the, mm, the biggest. The sissies are here. The sissies are here. They're happening You're right now. Have your say. Who is the best judge? Who is the best guest judge? What was the best season? So many questions. All of those things. And look, Golden Globes have been cancelled this year. So, you know, this will fill the Golden Globes. Exactly. uh, Gap in your hole in terms of... (laughs) Gap in your hole? Gap in your life. um, In terms of stature and prominence in in popular culture. Uh, So, yeah, let us know over there. Go on Instagram, sis.pod, and there's like a link tree in the bio you can find there and you can share our thoughts with us. And we'll share with you the winners in uh, a week's time. Uh, Thank you for listening. We'll be back with you on Monday with the first episode of Drag Race US season 14 with some fantastic guests fingers crossed (laughs) we'll chat to you then see you love you Bye. bye this show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. 